0: Screw the rules. You know the ones. No eating after 8 p.m., no carbs or sugar, cardio every time you want to have pasta, and no happy hour until you reach your goal weight. All of those quote-unquote health rules suck. Literally, they suck the fun and enjoyment out of life. And we're not standing for that anymore. We're breaking all of the stifling, restrictive, life-sucking health rules and making health fit you so you can create a body that makes you feel fine as fuck while living a life that's fun as fuck. And this podcast is exactly where you are going to learn how to do it. We are Rebels. Mm -hmm. She a rebel. She a bad little bitch. She a rebel. Rebels, welcome back to the podcast. Today, I want to talk about something. I mean, I feel like I always talk about things that are very important, but this is something that I've never talked about before. And I realize it's so important because it's a huge and major part of life. And that's like, how do we navigate our health? How do we navigate our goals when life is really fucking hard? And very specifically when life is really heavy and hard. And very specifically, I want to share my experience with navigating my own health and my own health goals that I have this year while going through some massive, massive grief. And so I wanna share with you you know, what my experience is now, what are the choices that I've been making compared to choices that I might have made in the past and why that matters a lot and why I think that it's important and helpful for me now. And I just, this month, I know... I just feel like people around me have been experiencing a lot of loss, like in way different ways too. I've had friends who've lost their friends. I've had people who've lost their jobs. I know people who've lost their family or their neighbors or people in their community. And it just seems really heavy. Like January of 2024, just strangely felt that way. And sometimes I wonder like, is it just me getting older now that I'm like, I'm closer to 40 than I am to 30. And when you're in your twenties, I feel like you don't see it a lot or whatever, but I'm also like, but I'm also only in my 30s and I didn't expect to have that phenomena of where I was like, okay, well, when I'm like 70, yeah, maybe I'll see that more often, but I don't know if that's related, but that's a thought that goes through my mind all the time is that as we age in general in life, that we would see a lot more loss of life, but I don't know. I just feel like I'm young and I'm seeing a lot of it now, but I shared on the podcast last week that we lost Uncle Larry um, in January and I've been thinking so much, of course, as I'm experiencing grief, just how that goes. And it's, um, I might have to pause a few times as I talk about this because we are only, you know, three weeks away and everybody experiences grief differently, but I wanted to share what has been going on. And so if I pause and take a moment, Bear with me. Thank you so much. Um, But when we found out that we lost Larry, I was in, like I started at the very end of December and the very beginning of January, a fat loss phase, right? So that's a progress phase where I am trying to change my body, my goals with that I've shared before. I wanted to see a little bit more definition. Personally, like my limbs, I want my arms to um, be a little bit smaller, which is like the last place my body loses fat. So being able to lose, i like literally a total of five-ish pounds to lower my range by five-ish pounds, right? So my range was like 134, 136-ish in there, like 134, 137 at the highest. Um, I was making my way down and my goal would be to be like in the low 130s to mid 125s and that range in there was kind of the goal that I had. And so when I'm in a fat loss phase, like it takes... Mindset, right? And it takes, um, you don't always have to emotionally be motivated or emotionally be excited, but it does take intentional thought. And one thing about grief is that grief takes intentional thought too. And so my first thought was: should I stay in my fat loss phase or should I not? Like, should I try to keep working towards this goal or should I not? And when I go back and look at the why of my goal. For me, and our why is really important, I think, in making this decision, right? For me, it's not like a health reason that I needed to lose weight. I was literally doing it as a fun and challenge in my mind, right? To do more and see more with my body and to accomplish more with my body because it felt good that way. And so I was like, okay, well, that's my why. So there's not like a immediate reason why continuing my fat loss phase would be really important. And what I started thinking, I was like, you know what? In this time, this is what I know. I know my mind and my heart already feel like shit. And I don't want my body to also feel like shit while I grieve. And that's what I decided to do is, if that meant I continued my fat loss phase, that's fine. If it meant that I went into maintenance, that's fine. But all I really wanted to do was protect my body in the way my body felt. What I did know was even more important than that also is that I wanted to focus on figuring out what I needed the most to grieve and supporting myself in that. And on top of that, I wanted to know how to figure out what John needed to grieve and so importantly, supporting him in that. And both of those things do come first over my fat loss phase because for me, and maybe this isn't everybody else's opinion, but my relationship with John is so important. That like, I'm planning on being with him until the end of my life, which is not gonna be until I'm 147. And so that's a really long time. And that, and how we cultivate that and how we care about that is more important than me losing five pounds for fun and accomplishment, right? And so that does come first. And it doesn't necessarily go over my health, which is different than me losing five pounds. I have to feel the best that I can in order to take care of myself right now and in order to take care of John right now. For me, grief, and I think for so many of us, is this really heavy low energy that weighs a lot. And I think, I know for me, when I'm in heavy grief or heavy emotions, I sleep a lot more, I need a lot more rest, right? And that's where I want to focus on. So this is kind of what my focus went to is like choosing every single day, how do I want to feel? How do I want to feel in terms of What will make my body feel the best? What will make my mind feel supported? And what will make my heart feel supported? Because there wasn't really a way to make my heart feel the best, right? There's not really a way to make my mind feel the best because it is sad. And what was really interesting is in this time, and I think this could be a podcast for another time, but and it's not necessarily health related. Well, I take that back. I do think your relationships are a huge part of your health. Your health is your life and your life is your health. And I've been thinking so much about when my body feels the best is when I feel supported in my own mind for my relationship with myself and my relationship with the world. So that does really, really matter. But I think in this time, having that focus every day, John and I would ask ourselves, what makes us, what will make us feel the best today? And we learn so much about each other. We learn so much about how to care for each other. And when you're really stripped away with your grief, like, and the thought of nothing else matters, like, we really got to see to the deep down, like, what is the thing that matters the most? What is the thing that will make us feel the best? What are the the Basics, Like it really felt like a back to the basics of what makes us happy and thrive and be here. You know, and really looking into that both in our relationships, for ourselves individually. And it was a real interesting feat to like support each other in that too, because it does turn out like John and I grieve literally exactly the opposite way. And in a relationship to be able to do that with each other and for each other was Looking back, I think so powerful, and in it, we were so intentional. And so, every day it was, some days, you know, we needed different things. And when I look at my body and my health and my fat loss phase, there were some days where it was like, oh, yeah, I feel really empowered to, you know, make intentional yeses and nos and to know that I'm eating in a calorie deficit. Some days felt like that, but the majority of my days felt like maintenance, right? It was just eating for fuel what my body needed because I needed energy and I needed not to feel bad. And some days it meant that John and I got something really quick and easy to eat. We didn't even have to think about it. And we just put food in our body to fuel us and that's it. And some days it was like, we really need to connect over doing something and open a bottle of wine and let's make a meal from scratch. And if you follow me on Instagram, you saw we did like a random Monday date night where we just made pasta from scratch just for fucking fun and to do something that lifted our hearts and made us feel connected and made us feel really, really good. And so every day we were really intentional about that choice. And I feel like that's really different than a fat loss phase. In a fat loss phase or when you have a certain goal, you kind of are like, okay, this is my intention for the next 12 weeks. But every day, my intention became something different, right? Like when you're in a fast-loss phase, you're like, for the next 12 weeks, my intention is going to be in a calorie deficit every day. But I was just like, you know what? Every day, my intention can change. And I loved That And that intentionality is something that in the future, I think when I'm not in a fat loss phase and I'm in a maintenance phase that I would love to do. And I also want to make a podcast episode about how this has also been part of me no longer tracking my steps and just doing movement that's felt good. And that has been a really freaking great experiment. I've loved doing that. Hey, do you ever feel like if you just had the right plan to follow that you could stick to it and you would get results? Or that you're good at showing up and going to the gym, but you know that nutrition is the key, but you just don't know where to start? I used to feel this way all the time when I first started my health journey and there was never anywhere to turn that felt reliable or that gave me a nutrition plan for me. Pinterest or Google weren't specific enough to me and those macro calculators, I just didn't feel like I could trust them. And there's this rule in the world right now that in order to get a personalized nutrition plan that you have to hire a nutrition coach full time. And well, since it's a rule, we are breaking it. For the first time ever, I am doing personalized nutrition audits for you. With an audit, you will get a nutrition goal that is completely personalized to you and your lifestyle and the result that you want. And that will include, it could be calories, it could be calories and protein, or how to go about doing it all without tracking at all for your nutrition plan. Plus, I'll include one to three mini goals that support the results that you want. I'll send it all to you with a custom video from me explaining how to implement it and why I set that goal for you in the first place. No gatekeeping here, just you getting results. The link will be in the description box below. But in the past, in a time like this, I know old Kayla would have spiraled out of control. I have had so many traumatic things that have happened to me in my life, like deep, heavy, traumatic things. And I know how I used to react to them. I used to use food so much as a comfort. And and I talk about that a lot. Like, comfort food. Food can be comfort, but if we are eating and we are eating and eating and eating and eating and eating, it's not actually comforting us. It's not doing the thing to comfort us if we have to keep eating it, right? It's not actually working, therefore it's not comfort. And I used to be the person that used my grief or my hard time or whatever was going wrong in my life as an excuse to eat more like, oh, I had a shitty day. I deserve to like go ham on a bowl of pasta. Oh, I had a shitty day. I deserve two extra scoops of ice cream. Oh, I feel bad. So I would just like eat this and that and that. And I deserve to get dessert because I've made my way through like this really hard time. And it's like, It felt so fucking good to not do that. It felt so fucking good to be intentional about the food I put in my body and how I did use food to comfort me when I needed it. Like that dinner I just described, like that was food as comfort. When John and I homemade pasta together, that was comforting. We were together, we accomplished something. It was really, really delicious. And that night I didn't finish my whole bowl. Food can bring me comfort without having to eat mass amounts of it. And that was something Pascala absolutely didn't understand at all. And it feels so great to be here. And I often find, and I want to read something to you. I often find that for myself and what I see in my community is that we don't realize how much we've changed until we come back to this point. Like I didn't realize how well I handle grief with my health, like in the lens of my health now, Until I had to do it again, until I was put in that position to do it again and I could see, oh my God, past Kayla would be swimming in food, swimming in bowls of cookie dough. Like all of those things are ways that I used to handle my grief and I'm really proud of how I'm doing it now. And I wanna share something with you because like I said, there's been a lot of people in my sphere who've also um, been experiencing grief. And I'm gonna read this win from our, whole you slack channel where there was somebody who was laid off from work and they were experiencing grief because as you guys know like that is one financial and everything it's a very very stressful situation and also it's like a confidence thing too like there is heavy grief in that when we think about the five major things in life that are hard changing your job is one of them but I want you to hear and read her perspective she said hey y'all I'm posting in the stars and wins because you know what this is a fucking win As we know, I felt like shit last week. I was feeling so negative and I was treating myself very negatively. And while I wasn't hitting my goals, what I did notice is that I was subconsciously implementing the changes that helped me reach my goals. I've been carrying around my giant water bottle, parking it further distances to walk more, finding my Goldilocks level. Like I've noticed moments while eating and choosing what I want to eat and thinking, I'm going to feel like shit if I eat all of this. So how about I split it up and I'll also get a salad because I need some veggies. It's super fucking cool to know that that's part of my brain's process. Did I have ice cream a couple times and have a ton of sprinkles on it? Yes, I did, but I didn't hate myself for it because I freaking didn't binge on ice cream. I know that I'm not fully back to hitting my goals, but having those mindset changes that stay consistent even through hard times feels huge for me. I'm so grateful that this community hasn't lost me, even if I've lost myself a bit. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I want to point out what's so important. And I think it's so hard because when we go through hard times and then after this uh, member posted um, this and the Winds, we had a coaching call a couple days after this, and I got to talk to her live time about this. And no matter how hard these times are, they truly are learning opportunities. And for her, it was an opportunity for her to see she wasn't a failure. Because when you are in that moment, that's how you feel, right? When you aren't hitting all your steps at 7,000 and you have to go back down, and because you're sleeping more, like for me, resting more, right? My step goal took a hit because of that, but I was giving my body what it needs. And so we were able to look back and say, okay, how would you handle this in the future? Like knowing what you know now. And one of the thoughts that she had is like, oh, I would feel empowered because I know I'm not giving up my goal, right? I'm just doing them at a different level. I'm still drinking more water. I'm still walking more, I'm still fueling my body and finding my Goldilocks level. That is so powerful, but it's so easy to say, I am so full of grief that I don't see any wins. And I'm not saying like, go try to find wins right away. Like I've already shared, my main focus was figuring out how to grieve and how to get through it. And as you start to move through it, you start to see where and how you've grown as a person. And I think that when we get past grief, or get past the point where we've grieved enough to like, our hearts will never heal, right? And especially depending on the type of grief you're going through, right? Um, But when we get to a point where our mind isn't foggy anymore and our body isn't as physically heavy anymore, we can look back and say and acknowledge, wow, I've grown and changed. And when grief comes back again, how do I wanna do it again? And so that's what I was able to ask this this member of our community, I said, okay, well, if this happens again, how do you want to do it? And she was like, yeah, I would want a couple of days to just absolutely grieve and just like sleep extra and be my bed. And then she said, and I think I would want to do what I'm doing where I start to slowly incorporate back all of those things and start to grow my goals back to optimal and back to where I was. And I think that's really powerful. And for me, I'm kind of doing the same thing where now this week, I've been able to say, I am ready to intentionally get back into my fat loss phase. Like my brain is ready, my body's ready. My I have the bandwidth to make those intentional choices, right? And that's after allowing my spa- myself that space to keep my body feeling good and do whatever that takes and support John and support myself. And now I'm ready to nudge my way back up. And I think that that's really powerful and really important. And this week, honestly, it has felt so good to not rush myself back into it, but to wait until I said I was ready. And I would test, like some days I'm like, I feel ready today. Remember I was saying daily before. Now I'm looking at it like this week, I'm ready to make this fat loss progress. And then with that feels good, then I'm ready to stretch it out longer. And I'm nudging my way back up. And I think this is where the magic is at is when times are hard, recognizing like, how would you have done this two years ago? Like for me, Kayla, 10 years ago would have, like I said, it was completely different. And that makes me really proud. And the same thing for my client. I said, two years ago, would you have carried your water bottle around? Would you have like added veggies in because you knew your body needed it? Would you park further away? And she was like, absolutely not. And it helped her see how she is not failing, but she is empowered and I think that's really important in times like these. Again, when you've had the space and you've allowed yourself that time to grieve to see how you have grown and changed and then nudge your way back into intentionality like I'm doing now. And it feels really fucking great. And I love being able to be, like if I think about, my clients and my community. I love being able to be the objective observer on the outside and helping them through that. And I also appreciate and can see the value in the moments where I go back through it again. And the experiences that I have only help me be in my community better, show up for myself better and show up for my community better. And so while grief is hard, I've learned so much from it. And I think that that's really valuable too. When you go into a time of grief, I don't want you to have to feel lost with yourself. I want you to be able to say, I can make an intentional choice every single day, just like I did. That is like such a valuable lesson that I have learned. Hey, I wanted to pop in for a minute to let you know that... I know how it feels to declare, I'm not eating any more sweets until I lose 10 pounds and my arms don't jiggle anymore. Only to watch everyone else enjoying brownies while you just smell one and pretend that you got to eat it. I said no over and over and over again, trying to be perfect, trying to use all my willpower to stick to the plan and follow all those weight loss rules because I thought nothing would taste better than skinny felt. I did it over and over so many times Times and never lost those 10 pounds, and my arms definitely still jiggled. I wanna ask you, what if all those rules we hate can be broken and you can still create the body that will make you feel so confident? I know it sounds like a fairy tale, the type of thing that you dream of and you think that it sounds too good to be true, but I have done it. I've created the body of my dreams without gross green smoothies and by moving in ways that I love and I have helped hundreds of other women do the same and I am going to help you do it too. These rules, the reasons why they suck the joy out of your life is because they don't fit your life. They are trying to change the way you love to live and that is why we are never consistent with them. They go against everything that we each love and what makes life fun and full and enjoyable. And when we follow these rules, we are trying to fit into a small restrictive box instead of making our health fit our life instead. And this is the work we do in Whole U. We are the whole you rebels, and we are here to break all of those stifling, restrictive, life-sucking health rules and make health fit you so you can create the body that makes you feel fine as fuck while living a life that is fun as fuck. No more eating foods you hate. No more doing workouts you hate. No more skipping out on fun events with your friends because you don't want to be tempted. You and me, we want to experience life differently and have the body of our dreams while we do it. So I am inviting you to break all these rules with me. Join the rebellion.